Yo, what's good, ladies and gentlemen? How's it going? It's your boy, Five Mics, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Idea of Manhood podcast. Um, yo, thank you. Last week's episode was so dope, like, was, was really good for me. Um, <laughs> I say it's so dope because, you know... That episode really took the format of of what I wanted the podcast to be like, really just a space for me as a man to like, you know, uh, to reflect, to question, um, to be unsure, to be uncertain, to be authentic, to be exposed a little bit. I think it's really important for us as men to expose ourselves, pause, um, (laughs) And, and just to be a little vulnerable, and uh, it was definitely a vulnerable episode, um, but it, it was it was good. So thank you to those that listened. Um, this episode, too, I think is going to be um, a vulnerable one as well. Uh, it's just something I've been thinking about um, recently. Uh, I, God, I just started, started so heavy, like... I just want to talk about what I've been thinking. You know, whenever anybody, whenever anybody tells you, you know, I've really been thinking about this for a couple of days, you know it's about to be real. Um, but in all seriousness, I was thinking about my wife, right? And I can't help but notice that in a lot of different spaces that I hear a lot of women, you know, I hear a lot of women talk about how much they sacrifice and I don't hear it. I see it. I witnessed it myself. You know, I witnessed how much my grandmothers, both of them sacrificed, you know, grandmothers, both of them immigrated to the United States from the Caribbean, from Cuba, from Trinidad, you know, came to the United States with multiple children, struggle, 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 went without food, with no man, without a spouse, without someone to help in that way, you know, raised, for the most part, successful kids, you know, um, helped to raise grandkids. Um, So starting from, you know, my earliest interaction with women, I've seen women struggle and sacrifice and put everybody in front of them. Uh, I saw it and I see it with my mom. You know, my mom, also immigrant, you know, came to the United States. Had me, you know, kind of early. She was 19, 20, had me. So... Now that I'm a parent, I know what that meant at 19 years old, even though I became a dad when I was 30. Um, I can't even imagine that kind of sacrifice for a teenager, Um, you know, without a spouse. You know, once again, my mom, um, three of her children are all three of her children are college graduates. That's sacrifice for her. Because she was unable to go to school or unable to finish school because of the sacrifices that she allowed, you know, so we could finish. And all three of her children finish and are 
setting towards multiple degrees. Um, but I can't help but think about her sacrifice and and her selflessness and how she put everybody else in front of her. And I look at, you know, I look at my step. I mean, I look at so many. I look at my sister. I look at countless, countless women. You know, even when you hear on TV, you see people talking on different talk shows, even on sitcoms or things that are not real. You know, the narrative is that women um, have to. And if they don't have to, there's so much pressure for women to sacrifice. Women sacrifice their bodies through childbirth and through all the other stuff that women's bodies go through. Uh, To me, that's sacrifice, whether they want it or not. That's just how it's how it is. Right. And so um, thinking about my wife and, you know, I get it's something within me. That gets very, I don't, I, I can't say emotional. Is maybe it is just plain out emotional. Like I get, I do not want my wife to have to sacrifice. And let me be even more clear. I don't want to be the reason that she feels as if she has to sacrifice anything anything right to me that's what that's what being a husband is that's one of the things i can't say the thing that's one of the things that being a partner and being a husband is is making sure and seeing to it that your wife or your partner does not have to sacrifice That you individually, you are not the reason for her sacrifice or for her to lose out on something or for her to not be in the place to receive whatever. Because there's so many outside forces that where that mode of thought is institutionalized, is in the carpet, it's in the wall, it's like... It's a part of our country and our world for women to uh, to put themselves last. Right. And so I find myself like breaking my neck. And to be sure that my wife doesn't miss out on anything because of me and i don't mean i don't mean frivolous things like oh you can't go to a party or you can't go to your friend's house or you can't go to work out i don't mean things like that even though over a period of time those things do add up and that does mean something but i'm not talking about individual one-offs i'm talking about you know just that 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 narrative that you know so many women seem to have That narrative that says, you know, they put the kids in front of them. They put their husband. Like, to to me, 
That is my biggest fear. And that's one of my biggest fears in life. That is my biggest fear that somewhere down the line that my wife will tell a room of men and or women that she had to put her husband in front of her. And because of that decision, she wasn't able to do or receive X, Y, and Z. That is my biggest fear in life. And I don't know if that is because of, I don't, I don't know, but that is really, really important to me. Right. And so, you know, I hear so many women, like I, like I said, like I started this episode, I've heard so many women over the history of my life talk about how inept their husbands are. Right. You know, they talk about, oh, my husband can't make this decision. Oh, my husband's not good with money. Oh, when my husband gets sick, he does. You know, I got to take care of my I've, I've heard so many women lump their husband in the same boat as their children. And let me tell you, I know it's funny when it's on Bernie Mac or when it's on TV, when it's on, you know, uh, whatever sitcom you watch. But let me tell you, every time uh, women, every time wives, whoever, partners, whatever, every time you do that, a little bit of your husband dies. If he laughs along with it, trust and believe that a little bit of him dies. Even if he doesn't hear it, a little bit of him chips away. That, to me, is one of the most hurtful no i mean it's not, you're not gonna walk away crying it's just one of the most dehumanizing it's not the human because kids are human it's one of the most belittling perfect it's one of the most belittling things that you can say to a man is that oh you really have two kids right so there's two kids in your household you have a boy and a girl but you tell everybody you have three kids because you have a boy and a girl and your husband don't Ladies, come on. Don't do that. You're not Wilma Flintstone. Don't. Don't. Uh, wrong. Don't do that. All right. Um, so, but that that is one of my biggest fears. <coughs> Excuse me. That somewhere down the line, my wife is going to be at a function and I'm going to be at home sick, let's say. And she's going to tell, yeah, well, you know, I had to take care of Mike because you know how he gets when he's sick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, th- that is a nightmare. I wake up in cold sweats at the thought of anybody talking about me like that. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if that's just like the, the fragility of my of my ego. But I don't I don't think that's that. I don't think it's that. I just don't want my wife to ever say that about me. So to this day, I think my wife has had to take care of me when I'm sick one time. Literally, I will be on death's door. The reason why I've even started this episode, why why I wanted to talk about this is because last week I was sick. My wife didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, like, dying. I was working out. I was sweating. I was throwing up. Like, it was crazy. But my wife didn't know because she's got a new, she got a new position at work. You know, with the kids. And she wants to work out, too. And she's trying to, you know, she don't need that stress. So that's how I think. Like, ah, I don't know. Don't worry about me. Like, I'm good. Don't worry about me. 
let the kids get on your nerves, not me. I'm not adding to that stress. So, you know, there'll be situations where I know my wife will be, um, my wife will be frustrated, you know, just just with everything, you know, because life is frustrating sometimes. Work, people at work getting you on, getting on your nerves, the kids getting on your nerves. I'm sure I probably did something going to get on her nerves. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll just remove myself from the equation. I'll remove myself and the kids from the equation. Like, look, you are not. And I'll tell the kids, I'll sit the kids down just like I'm talking to you right now. We are not going to get in mommy's way. Let mommy have a little space. Look, you know, hey, we'll talk to mommy in about two hours. Let her go. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, when my wife is not having good days or she's stressed out or she, I don't even know if she recognizes that I do it. I don't do it. I'll be like, hey, you know, I took the kids out to, you know, give you some time. I'll just do it. Like, I'll scoop up and I'll be gone. Like, yo, let's go to the basement. Like, we're just going to go in the basement. You have, you know, whatever, whatever. But. I start, you know, I started to think about that. What does that mean? Is that more about me not wanting, not wanting to be embarrassed by her talking about me? Or is that more about her? And I thought about that for a long time. I was like, yo, is this selfish? Is it like, what? But then I thought about it. I really, really thought about it. And what I came to, what the, the, the conclusion I came to is that this is my way of protecting my wife. You know, they talk about, you know, honor, obey, protect, serve, whatever, police force. I don't know. Um, but they talk about protecting your wife. And, you know, in this day and age, of course, there's a certain level of protection that comes <clears throat> in your role as a husband, as a father. You have to protect your house if there's an intruder, or if there's a fire, or if there's whatever it is. Um, you know, you are called on to be that protector. And I think that that's a level of physical protection, right? Um, but I feel as if I have the skills and ability and I need to be the person <clears throat> that emotionally protects my wife. I feel as if that is the role of a partner, um, especially when there's children, uh, you know, that just adds a whole different, unique element to it. Um, but that is something that I didn't know was important to me. And I didn't know, um, I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't even know that was something that I was doing. It, it was just so natural, just something that I did. But I don't want my wife to feel as if she has to sacrifice more than she's already called to by just being a woman. Like, just being a woman enough is... Just being a, a woman is enough. Like, all of the things that come along with that, of being a womanhood, um, that's a lot. That There's natural, built-in life sacrifices that come along with just being a woman. Um, and so... I feel as if my job to protect my wife from all the other stuff, all the other things so that she could be, you know, on her own power, on her own accord. She could be whatever it is that she envisions, you know. So, you know, my wife has a very demanding job and, you know, she sometimes works long hours and 
throughout our career, her job, I think, is just different, but, like, been a little bit more demanding than mine in different ways, right? And so I found myself always saying I want her to go as far as... I don't want home. I don't want the kids. I don't want, you know, whatever she thinks she's tied to here. I don't want that to be a barrier for her. So I'm always like, Look, I'll pick up the kids. Don't worry. I'll take the kids to work. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you do what you got to do. Unless I physically, you know, unless I cannot. And that's not something I do every single day. Of course, we have a we have a very fair and um, equitable pickup and drop off pattern. Um, I've known people to get divorced over pickup and drop up patterns. So I just want y'all to understand that for those of you that aren't married or don't have kids, uh, if you don't understand the pickup and drop off is the timing that's involved with like dropping off the kids in the morning, getting them to where they need to be and you getting to work and then working all day and then driving back to picking them up before six o'clock. I've known marriages to fail as a result of that hour between getting off work and picking up the kids so just understand that it's very real um you know but there are times it's always been times where both of us have you know occasionally have to work late or whatever um and you know my my wife jumps in as as often as she can but i'm always like yo do what you gotta do 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 what you gotta do stay as long as you like you know, I'm always saying, like, stay at, like, stay at work. Like, if that means that, you know, the kids are good here. Like, they're not going anywhere. They'll be here when you get back. This is not a regular thing. But don't feel as if you got to rush because you got to give them a hug. Like, they'll see you. They see you every day. They'll see you first thing in the morning. You know, because I don't want, I, I, I get very, very concerned and, and, it is very important for me that my wife feels as if she's had every opportunity to be everything she wants to be, right? Including, you know, if if wife, mother, friend, sister is top of her list, I know those things are top of her list, those things she's going to do, but the things that like, you know, school, professional development, work, you know, anything that's, you know, even if it's establishing a social group, I want to make sure she's good with that. Like I'll say, I'll stay at home. You go do what you got to do. And what does that lead me to believe? It goes back to the old, uh, saying that I hate with all of my heart that a happy life, a happy wife is a happy life. I hate that saying. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely narrow-minded. I think it's uh, dismissive of uh, of a husband and wife and a mutual marriage or a mutual relationship. I think it's ridiculous. Happy wife, happy life. What? That's so dumb. Are you dumb? Um, shout out to Remy. Um, Remy Ma, that is. Not Remy from House of Cards. Uh, shout out to him, too, and his Oscar. Um... But no, for real, I, as much as I try to fight that phrase, happy wife, happy life, I, I flip it and it's like, if my wife is happy, then I feel better. I don't know. That's like, maybe it's a cheap, 
fake psychology way of saying happy wife, happy life. But like, I feel better when my wife feels fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? That is so important to me. I didn't know that that was important to me, y'all. Like, I was just doing it. I didn't, you know, things you just go into autopilot. But I want her to feel fulfilled because if she's fulfilled, then she's going to give back to us in a different way, in a way that is more nurturing, in a way that is, you know, so is that selfish? Is that selfish? Like, straight up. Is that, like, I want to make sure she's happy so she can make us happy. On the surface, that's it, but... You know, there's just such a serious history in our culture. Uh, and I'm, you know, black culture, American culture, you know, East Coast, whatever culture you're belonging to. There's such a history in our culture of women having to be, you know, put themselves third, fourth, fifth, eighth, twelfth in their family and then being miserable. And holding so much resentment and being so angry and being so bitter. And I just don't want my wife to go through that. I want my wife to be happy, you know, because ultimately it's not happy wife, happy life. But I'm going to be happy anyway, because like that's just my demeanor. That's just my dis- what's the word? disposition. Right. So I'm gonna like. I just want, it makes me feel good when she feels good. And I will do whatever I need to move, whatever I need to move, sacrifice whatever I need to sacrifice so that she could feel fulfilled in those areas that are out of her, that, that, that are in her control. I'm sorry, that are in her control. So I don't know. I don't know why I felt the need to talk about that. I feel like, you know, there's maybe some young married couples that could use to hear that or even some old ones or, you know, just reflecting on, you know, that to me, that's what marriage is. And I'm sure there, I am a thousand percent sure, shout out to Maury Povich, that my wife feels the exact same way. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure she had her podcast and did a podcast on her own about this topic that she would say the same exact thing I'm saying. And maybe that's what makes relationships work. Maybe that's what makes relationships out of whack when, you know, one person in the relationship doesn't, you know, doesn't try to emotionally protect their partner. Maybe that's what, because to me, that is the quintessential foundation of the type of husband I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, legit, like, that is the foundation of the type of man I am when it comes to my relationship. I I can't even, I can't even, like, that's it, period. Thank you. Idea Manhood, episode 19. No, um... But yeah, I I just felt the need to share that. It was so poignant for me all week, you know, when I was sick. And I was like, yo, I need some help. But I was like, no, because my my wife, you know, she got stuff to do. I want her to focus and I want her to be able to get it done. And, you know, so she, you know, she'll she'll be good. I'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Um, But that, you know, just just chew on that. Chew on that fat and... uh, and uh, we can talk about it. Hit me up. 
um, let me know and we can we can have a conversation online. Hey, please don't forget to rate, review, comment about the podcast. Spread the word. Let people know what this is all about, what we're trying to do. Um, I love y'all. Y'all love the podcast. Thank you for listening. It's the Idea Manhood Podcast, Season 2, Episode 19. Peace.